the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all. It is the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm happy to have you on board today here, folks. Telephone number you want to reach out and say hi is 888-900-3393. Getting in touch with the program on social media, that's pretty easy to do. All you got to do is go to Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. Go to Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show, and you will uh, make sure to follow us there and... There's a handy-dandy email tab right there at the top of the Facebook page that you can do things the old-fashioned way. Also, I'd like to make you aware on how you can listen to this program live. You can go to theblaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio smartphone app. Great live coverage there for you. But on-demand listening, it's something we excel at here at the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to listen on your schedule Perhaps do some binge listening on uh, on your Saturdays. That's easy to do as well. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, those are the platforms available for you. And do not forget, theblaze.com on the channels section. You'll find my mug on there. Make sure you click on that and follow there. That way you can be treated to some of the special moments here on the program. Uh, you know, when we cover something particularly interesting, at least as far as our pals over at .com are concerned. The Blaze.com channel section. That's how you find us. All right, welcome to the program today. I'm going to do something a little off, off the beaten path. I, I will tie in some of the current events, but there was something that was said by James Clapper here. Oh, when was this? Over the weekend. It was Sunday, last Sunday, that really got my goat. This is a disgraced leaker, and the reason why I call him a leaker is because DNI Clapper basically admitted that he was one of the leakers of information he didn't deem classified. <laughs> so uh, here's one of the culprits who is letting in um, those in the basket of biased press know the most effective ways to undermine the Trump administration. But anyway, DNI, former DNI Clapper, Director of National Intelligence, is worried as of Sunday about what he classifies as assaults on our institutions. I think in many ways our institutions are under assault, both externally, and that's, that's the big news here is the Russian interference in our election system. And I think as well our institutions are under assault internally. Internally from the president? Exactly. I, first off, I disagree with a former director of national intelligence in the strongest terms. I think the man's a moron. And I think the man is a partisan hack. How he sat by as the real assailant on our institutions and faith in our institutions, a guy that he worked for, resident Barack Obama. DNI Clapper, uh, I'm sorry, is, is just a left-wing partisan hack who excuses assaults on our institutions that he finds conflict with his liberalism. I don't find Mr. Clapper particularly patriotic. 
I don't find Mr. Clapper particularly nonpartisan because he sat by while, while some of the, the most egregious attacks on our Constitution, on our way of life, our system of government, and faith in our system of government were perpetrated over the last eight years under President Obama. Now, let me give a tip of the cap to the Cato Institute for compiling what they felt were examples of Mr. Obama's, shall we say, extra-constitutional behavior. Extra-constitutional behavior that I rationalize contributed to the undermining of confidence in the American people in our, in our system, in our institutions, if you will. I've said this before that I think that we'll be paying a steep price for the occupation of the Oval Office of resident Obama for a good many years, not only in the, what he did to our military, not only what he did to our intelligence capability, not only what he did on the international stage, putting us on a retreat footing from the world, but we'll also be paying in the damage he did domestically. Let me go over a few of these examples of what Cato thought Mr. Obama had done to undermine faith in our institutions, but let me just tell you why this matters and where I fear this is going if Trump can't get a handle on it. You see, the American people have a faith in our system of government. The Constitution will be lived up to, adhered to, and an equal application of justice under the law. But during the last eight years, President Obama was able to get rid of or, or get away with all manner of extra constitutional lawless activity. And nobody called him on it, least of which the, the Republicans. So what this leads to as the elite get richer, as the elite thumb their nose at this idea of complying with the rule of law, the, the rank and file American, i.e. the majority of us, the majority of the 320 million people in this country, start asking a very logical and pointed question. If Democrats and Republicans don't have to obey the law, then why do I have to? If Democrats and Republicans and their staff, for example, are exempted from the pain of Obamacare, then why am I, who's paying for all of this, why am I subject to feel that pain? And where's my recourse? Where's my redress of grievances to my government? It's not happening. And as a matter of fact, all too often, in particular in the era of Obama, it was a let them eat cake attitude. Oh, well, we've got, the government's got the guns, or the bulk of them anyway, and thankfully Obama's attempt to get our guns, which is the great equalizer, failed. But you see ultimately where this goes and why a patriot would go, well, maybe this isn't the best thing. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this thing because it will ultimately lend itself to the end of the republic. When Americans finally lose faith in, in the fact that, that government and law applies to everyone equally, then what you have is chaos. We called Obama the Lord of chaos. And he is, you know, and, and many people are going to accuse me of Chris, what are you going back? Obama's no longer occupying the oval office, but his political party is still in office. 
and these people call, calling out Donald Trump for his lies. And you know what? What they call lies are the fact that Trump's on one page and his administration's on another. Oh, they can't get their story straight. Well, maybe, maybe that speaks to their organizational skills. But I don't think it's fair to call it a lie, in particular when these same Democrats sat silently by and allowed Barack Obama to utter actual and substantive lies to the American people, like your doctor, keep your doctor, and, and all the rest. Al-Qaeda on the path of defeat. It's, it was a culmination of nothing but lies about really important stuff that harmed our country, that harmed our people. And Democrats were like, oh, I don't care as long as I get elected. So the Democrat Party has no room to talk when it comes to truth. We'll spread some more truth coming up next. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll let you know what we think Obama overreached on and how he violated the rule of law and the Constitution of the United States. Coming up, the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze. On The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. And welcome back, everybody. I am your liberty-loving Latino, Chris Salcedo. Do not confuse me with those loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the country. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. If you want to get in touch with the show and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo show. So the discussion today is the, the, the ramifications of Obama and the long lasting damage i believe he did to the to the republic and the rank hypocrisy of the vast majority of the basket of biased press and and democrats and elected democrats so right now they uh, virtually every democrat and the basket of biased press they're up in arms over trump's alleged lies because trump isn't on the same page with his administration. Oh, we caught him in a lie. We caught him in a lie. We caught him in a lie. And I think the reason why the Democrats do this is because they just had an occupant in the Oval Office by the name of Barack Obama, who they spent the last eight years defending his lies of substance. Now, I think there's a good deal of Trump not not being on the same page with his staff. Well, actually, more accurately, it's his staff not being on the same page as Trump because Trump is so stream of consciousness. And he he's fast and loose and flying and shooting from the hip. And well, we're not used to that from a president. But guess what? We don't have a politician president that has its 
positives and yes, it's negatives, but to call it out and out lies. And basically what, what the objection is and what Trump is caught doing is basically lies. If you want to call them that about process, about, uh, about, well, he didn't, he, he said this about the reason why he fired Comey, but then he's, then he contradicted his staff who said it was this, why he fired Comey. No, nobody believes for a second that, that Donald Trump firing James Comey was going to result in less, shall we say, uh, less zeal into completing these investigations into Russian interference on our elections. Nobody believed that. Democrats were praying that their idiotic base was going to believe that. Democrats were praying that, oh my goodness, let's let's just hope that Democrats were silly enough to believe that the FBI director, when you fire him, it meant firing the entire FBI. Nothing could have been further from the truth. In fact, it was the Democrat, uh, the acting FBI director, McCabe, who confirmed that last week in, in testimony saying, oh, the investigations are going forward. What are you talking about? And we're fully funded, debunking a lot of basket of biased press reporting. So the reason why I'm going through the, the song and dance here, folks, is I want to show you that what they're what what Democrats in the basket of biased press are getting their panties in a twist for. And a lot of it is contrived. A lot of it is fake faux. Um, what they're what they're getting upset about is stuff that doesn't make a tinker's damn bit of difference in your life. What Obama lied about did what Obama lied repeatedly about screwed the American people three ways from Sunday. So again, hat tip to Cato for bringing some of this stuff, uh, compiling it into an article where resident Obama was confirmed to have violated the constitution and violated the rule of law. It may not surprise any of you that the vast majority of Cato's examination centered on Obamacare. I think there was 10 of these. And the Obamacare section is by far the biggest one because apparently Obama lied his butt off about Obamacare. Let's just go through some of these things. Uh, one can, and many have written whole articles about how the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is such an affront to the rule of law that its individual mandate and Medicaid coercion, both of which Chief Justice John Roberts rewrote, are just the tip of the lawless iceberg on implementation. We can't blame Congress or the courts. Here's a sample. Number one, this is again, subsection of number two, which Cato took issue with Obama bailing out the, the auto companies, the Chrysler bailout. And I don't even want to get into that right now because even though it did ream us as taxpayers, there was a far, far-reaching egregious lie and breaking of law with Obamacare that I think we ought to get into. Uh, the Labor Department announced in February 2013 that it was delaying for a year the part of the law that limits how much people have to spend on their own insurance. This may have been sensible, but changing a law requires actual legislation. Here was resident Obama basically saying, my newly passed law is such a piece of crap. I'm not going to enforce one of its tenants to give the marketplace, I guess, time to, to coalesce. All well and good, but he violated his own dang law. And he's the chief law enforcement official of the land. Next, 
subsection. Again, this is number two under Obamacare. Later that year, the administration announced via blog post on the eve of the 4th of July holiday that it was delaying the requirement that employers of at least 50 people provide complying insurance or pay a fine. This time it cited statutory authority, but the cited provisions allow the delay of reporting requirements, not the mandate itself. So again, Obama uh, trying to I pull one over, and the majority of the basket of biased press bought this. Most people who could read didn't. And basically saying, well, you you have the authority to delay reporting. You don't have the authority to, to delay the mandate itself. Now, I'm not defending the mandate. Don't get me wrong. But that was the law that was shoved down our throats by Democrats on a completely partisan vote and signed into law by President Obama. And they can't even comply with it. It was such a piece of crap. They couldn't even comply with it. The famous pledge, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Backfired when insurers started canceling millions of plans that didn't comply with Obamacare. So Obamacare called a, or Obama called a press conference to proclaim that the people could continue buying non-complying plans for another year, despite the Obamacare's language to the contrary. He then refused to consider a House passed bill that would have made his action legal. So you understand what he this man violated his own law with reckless abandon. Now, granted, it worked out, but it, it demonstrated. Well, it worked out uh, in the short term because it allowed Barack Obama to avoid political landmines. But at the end of the day, those landmines still existed and they still screwed up health insurance and health care in this country. And now we're dealing with the aftermath, a collapsing Obamacare. But and at any rate, you guys get the broader point. There are a couple of more stanzas in here I want to get to. A little known part of Obamacare requires congressional staff to get insurance from health exchanges rather than a taxpayer funded program. Obama directed the Office of Personnel Management to interpret the law to maintain the generous benefits. For who? The elites. The elites up on Capitol Hill. He violated the law, his own crappy law, which we were supposed to follow so he could help out up the elitists up on Capitol Hill. Now, mind you, scantly could the basket of bias press be bothered to call Mr. Obama and hold his feet to the fire for months, for months. He demon he he wholeheartedly and demonstrably violated the law and the Constitution by doing so his own crappy law. And this is solid. This was this was definitive. And the basket of bias press couldn't be bothered here. You've got Trump alleged, and I have to, to, to continue to point this out, alleged collusion. And it's not even, it's not even Trump who is under investigation. This is a an, uh, an, uh, counterintelligence investigation, not a criminal investigation. Remember, it's uh, Feinstein and Grassley who said, who said this. On Tuesday, the president's letter said that Director Comey told him he was not under investigation. Senator Feinstein and I heard nothing that contradicted the president's statement. I, I very much appreciate what you said, and it's very accurate. And we were briefed. Yeah, they were briefed. Again, 
these are Democrats who are saying that the president isn't under investigation. But the basket of biased press stays on this basically for almost a year, alleging Trump-Russia ties with no evidence. And they had plenty of evidence in front of them and couldn't bring Barack Obama to account. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Thirty three ninety three. The Chris Salcedo Show. Greetings. Welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's the number. Eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Catch up with the show on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas, uh, the free estate in the union. I could go on and on and on about Obamacare. I mean, Cato was very thorough in this, folks. I, But I, there, there are other areas in which President Obama had violated the rule of law or the Constitution that we got to get to. Again, if you want to look up this article on your own, it's out there for anybody who wants to see it. Uh, many folks in the basket of bias won't be looking this up, but hey, that's why they're biased Democrats. They're dedicated Democrats, folks, not dedicated journalists. Top 10 ways Obama violated the Constitution during his presidency. These are the top 10. <laughs> okay? That means there is a there are more out there. There are more ways than 10 that resident Obama violated the constitution. Uh, many of you are probably shouting at the radio, for, you know, as I was going through all the Obamacare stuff about three letters. I R S. After seeing a rise, writes Cato, in the number of applications for tax-exempt status, the IRS in 2010 compiled a BOLO, a be-on-the-lookout list, to identify organizations engaged in political activities. Now, wait a minute. Why would the IRS be wanting to identify political activities? The list included words such as Tea Party, Patriots, and Israel, subjects such as government spending, debt, or taxes, and activities such as criticizing the government, educating about the Constitution, or challenging Obamacare. The targeting continued through May of 2013 with no consequences, other than Lois Lerner, the chief of the exempt organizations unit, being held in contempt of Congress, and then being allowed to peacefully retire, by the way, keeping all of her benefits, despite erased records and other cover-ups. And the Dems have the temerity to compare President Trump to Nixon when all of this stuff was going on during President Obama's time in office. This is a joke. This is ridiculous. Nobody to date has been held accountable. Lois Lerner shouldn't be on in retirement collecting a paycheck. She should be in jail. But utilizing government to do political headhunting is completely out of the bounds of, of the Constitution. And look at all of those people who were targeted. President Obama's political opposition. It also bears pointing out that a lot of those issues that were being advocated by those groups, you know, Constitution, 
educating folks on government activities, debt and taxes. That's stuff that you and I care about. And that's stuff that gets in the way of the Democrat Party. And that's why the Democrat Party, uh, by looking the other way, as President Obama politicized the Internal Revenue Service, why the, why the Democrat Party has, has no room today to be throwing stones at President Trump because they stood by and allowed the weaponizing of our government against us, we the people. And the Democrats allowed it to happen for political consideration. They, these Democrats know how much of a reprobate President Obama was. I think that is every bit the driving force behind their trying to delegitimize Trump, as well as also, uh, you know, they, they can't stand being out of power. But I think they realize how bad President Obama was, and they're trying to make Trump look equally bad so when the truth comes out about President Obama, that they can say, well, Republicans do it too. I, I really believe there's a component uh, behind that recess appointments. This one, this one is an actual declaration by the Supreme Court that resident Obama was a violator of the U S constitution in January of 2012, resident Obama appointed three members of the national labor relations board, as well as the head of the consumer financial protection bureau during what he considered to be a Senate recess, but the Senate was still holding pro forma sessions every three days. You guys know what pro forma sessions uh, entail? Well, basically it is, it's, it's a gavel in and gavel out. The Senate is in, Senate is out. And that is enough to keep the Senate in session. This was created by a guy by the name of Senator Harry Reid to thwart Bush era recess appointments. So Mitch McConnell went along with Harry Reid and they invented the pro forma session of Congress. But resident Obama said, that's BS. I'm not, I'm not going to be constrained by that. Uh, by the way, the Cato Institute writes a little aside here. Meanwhile, the Dodd-Frank act, which created the CFPB, the consumer financial protection bureau provides that authority remains with the treasury secretary until a director is confirmed by the Senate in 2014, Supreme Court unanimously ruled that the NLRB appointments were illegal, while last year the D.C. Circuit found the CFPB's structure to be unconstitutional. Now, wait a minute. There, there's two different things here. First off, making a recess appointment when the Congress isn't in recess violates the Constitution of the United States, and the Supreme Court unanimously confirmed that resident Obama violated the Constitution of the United States. But you didn't hear about it, did you? The, the basket of biased press didn't want to inform you that the leftist-in-chief violated the Constitution of the United States, broke the compact between we, the people, and our government, between ourselves. The Constitution is a, a mutual handshake between all citizens, and resident Obama violated it. But you didn't hear about it, did you? No. Now, the structure of the Consumer, uh, the consumer Financial Protection Bureau, this, this piece of crap invented by leftists, do you know that the, the funding for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau doesn't come from the Congress of the United States? That resident Obama created an entity 
that was not subject to oversight by our elected representatives. Meaning it doesn't get its money. I think it, last time I read up on this, I think it gets its money from the Federal Reserve. <laughs> oh, gee, no, no possible threat to the Constitution there. But the very idea that President Obama would create a bureau that is not accountable to we the people through our elected representatives, through the power of the purse, should, should strike fear in every American citizen. But it didn't. You know why? Because nobody in the basket of biased press talked about it. And Democrats were never made to answer the question, how could you have backed such a, a clearly lawless enterprise as the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? It is my sincere hope that President Trump disbands the CFPB. He can't defund it. So it's going to have to be it's going to have to be passed through legislation and signed into law that dissolves it. Um, I just don't I don't trust it. So I, I, I wouldn't even even like to have it stick around to be funded by Congress and the American taxpayer. I just want it gone. Uh, DACA and DAPA writes the Cato Institute again, egregious overreaches by resident Obama and his administration. Congress has shamelessly failed to pass any sort of immigration reform, including for the most sympathetic victims of the current system, young people who were brought into the country illegally as children. Nonetheless, during his 2012 re-election campaign, resident Obama directed the Department of Homeland Security to issue work and resident permits deferred action to childhood arrivals, the so-called dreamers. Then after the 2014 midterms, resident Obama had decided that he had been wrong. 22 times in saying that he couldn't give temporary legal status to illegals. The administration engineered this deferred action of parents of Americans in the wake of Congress's rejection of the same policies in violation of the administrative procedure and immigration law and the Constitution's take care clause. A district court enjoined DAPA in February 2015, which action the Fifth Circuit twice affirmed as did the Supreme Court by a four to four vote. Well, that was an affirmation that the, the split basically allowed the lower court rulings to stand. But again, resident Obama violated the constitution. All right, quick break folks. Be right back. We'll wrap this up coming up next. Dismantling liberal ideology. One issue at a time. This is the Chris Salcedo show. The blaze radio network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. You have found the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, continuing our examination of the loss in faith in our institutions. Former DNI Clapper says it's because of Donald Trump. His three months in office. I would contend the loss of faith in our government from our people was because of the last eight years of resident Obama. Uh, we've been through a lot courtesy of Cato. Let me just get some more highlights because uh, for the interest of time for this hour, 
I, I want to be able to get as much of this stuff put in as possible. The assault on free speech and due process on college campuses. In 2013, the Department of Education Office of Civil Rights, in conjunction with the Justice Department, sent the University of Montana a letter that became a national blueprint for tackling sexual harassment. The letter urged a crackdown on unwelcome speech and requires complaints to be heard in quasi-judicial procedures that deny legal representation, encourage punishment before trial, and basically has the net effect of silencing speech that is unpopular among liberals. As noted civil libertarian Harvey Silvergate explained this week, the administration construed Title IX, the federal law barring sex discrimination by federally funded schools, as a mandate to punish students and faculty accused of sexual misconduct using procedures that make it extraordinarily difficult for innocent people to defend themselves. The article goes on to explain the clear abuses of the waters of the United States, Regulatory Act, and the Clean Water Rule, and how the administration used that as a way to stifle business and in turn stifle your liberty and freedom. It goes on to detail the EPA's cap and trade boondoggle. Now remember, cap and trade couldn't get through the Congress. Even when Obama had super majorities in the House and in the Senate when he first came in, he couldn't get he couldn't get cap and trade through. There was nothing that could stop him, but not even not even Democrats would go along with him. But in October, writes Cato, 2015, the EPA issued a carbon emissions cap and trade regulation, establishing for each state limits on carbon dioxide emissions with four interim steps on the way to a final goal. EPA says this rule, too, is authorized by Section 111 of the Clean Air Act, but Congress considered and rejected such a cap-and-trade program in 2009, far from being authorized by the Clean Air Act or lying in some zone of statutory ambiguity. This massive new regulatory scheme contradicts the express will of Congress. In other words, the will of your representatives. And thankfully, when Trump came in, this was one of the first things that his EPA did away with, and it deserved to go the way of the dinosaur. Now, let me read this final stanza from this piece. It says, that's only the beginning. It was obviously difficult to narrow the enumeration to just 10. I think I made allusion to this, folks, when we started this article, that th this is the top 10 that was laid out by Cato. There are many more examples of President Obama violating the rule of law and violating the Constitution. The article continues. And I cheated by putting all the Obamacare shenanigans under one item. Some may complain that I should have prioritized other kinds of executive actions, whether regarding guns or transgender bathroom access or electricity regulations. Others may prefer to invoke President Obama's decision not to subject the Iran nuclear treaty to a Senate vote, aided by Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Corker's naive complicity, or engaging in the Bo Bergdahl prisoner swap without notifying Congress. Sadly, the possibilities for this parlor game are nearly endless. The author of the piece is Ilya Shapiro, a senior contributor to The Federalist, senior fellow in constitutional studies at the Cato Institute, and editor-in-chief of Cato Supreme Court Review. So long story short, folks, Mr. Obama's continued disregard for the rule of law, for limits on his own power, really is, in my mind, what led to the 
the lack of faith in our institution. And I, and I think I may mention this at the top of the hour, that, that it was the Republicans who seemed so stymied, who wouldn't even themselves go back to the Constitution of the United States and say, look, Mr. Obama, you're violating the Constitution and make it stick. You, you know, people felt so helpless in the era of Obama because he would get away with murder. He would get away with whatever the heck he wanted to get away with in service to liberalism. And I would I would lay you odds that the main impetus why so many Americans felt compelled to vote for Donald J. Trump is because there was a a wide consensus that the United States government uh, populated by Republicans and Democrats, the establishment, if you will, couldn't be trusted anymore. Because they had thought themselves above the law that they had tried to impose on you and me. So to DNI Clapper, I will say this. If you're looking for a scapegoat as to why our institutions are being attacked and why the American people no longer have faith in them, don't look to President Trump. Look to your former boss, President Obama. Hour two on the way next, folks. The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. 900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show, and I'm glad you have tuned in for hour two of the program. I wanted to bring up something in the context of what we talked about last hour, which is Mr. Obama and... So many of you have emailed me and said, you know, what are we talking about Obama for? What is, isn't he done and over with? I have said consistently, folks, that we are going to be regretting President Obama in this country for years, if not a decade or more, uh, because of what he meant to this country. And it bears pointing out, in particular with the, the latest controversy surrounding Donald Trump, was this, this conversation that he allegedly had with the Russians that allegedly divulged some sort of sensitive information. We don't know what that information is. Uh, The administration certainly isn't talking about it, but it's being hinted and hemmed and hawed and finds its place, uh, or finds its way, I should say, into the pages of the Washington Post. Now, let me say definitively, we know the law was broken here, but it wasn't Trump who broke the law. The individuals who leaked information to the Washington Post, they are the sole lawbreakers in this whole scenario. Now, why is this important? How does this dovetail? How does this factor into Obama? Well, a lot of these folks, whether you call them the deep state, whether you call them whether you call them the swamp, they're all former Obamaites or Clintonites inside of the federal establishment. And they don't think twice about jeopardizing the country. The only thing they care about is undermining Trump. 
is making sure the president of the United States, if he steps out of line, is going to be tarred and feathered. Even if he makes a mistake, which this, which if you listen to the way this has evolved over the last couple of days, it is entirely possible that Mr. Trump may have slipped up a bit. But see, the difference between if Donald Trump slips up and when President Obama slipped up, and I would have words with any progressive out there who says, well, Barack Obama never did anything like this. Barack Obama never screwed up. Well, that's just insane. The difference is when Barack Obama screwed up, there wasn't an entire apparatus there in the United States government ready to publicize it. And there certainly wasn't a basket of biased press that was standing by ready to report it. As a matter of fact, just the opposite happened. A lot of the statists who were inside of, again, deep state, the swamp, Obama holdovers, whatever you want to call them, they were dedicated to propping Obama up no matter how many times he screwed up, no matter how many times he, he put our foreign enemies ahead of the United States. They covered for him. And even if something did leak out from a pro-American who happened to be on the inside in the intelligence community, the basket of biased press wouldn't dream of reporting it. Because, oh, it was, it was hearsay, it was conjecture, and, well, that's an unnamed source. All of those stumbling blocks don't get away in the way of the current basket of bias. It's all done for one reason. It's all done to harm Donald Trump, to undermine Donald Trump, to make sure that Donald Trump gets so much pressure, feels like he's so disliked that he resigns. And that's what's going on. That's, I mean, it is, it is definitive that that's what's going on. Here's some more hypocrisy for you. The Democrats right now are caterwauling about what Donald Trump shared. By the way, it wasn't illegal if it happened. If it happened. We don't know if it did or not. But if it happened, not illegal because the ultimate declassifier is the President of the United States. And if he wanted to declassify something and share it with an adversary in the interest of advancing America's best interests, which... I think all the principals of the meeting agree. McMaster, Tillerson, and uh, uh, Dina Powell, they all agree that everything that Trump was talking about was to advance America's interests. But where, the, where I think the Democrats are suffering from rank hypocrisy is all, they're feigning now that they actually care about national security. Let me take you back. A couple of weeks ago, Ted Cruz was having a conversation in the Senate committee with former director of national intelligence, James Clapper. And I know what Cruz was doing. Cruz was being methodical. Cruz was trying to get DNI Clapper on the record to show what a hypocrite he was. Because what Trump is alleged to have done, Hillary Clinton did. Listen to this. And Director Clapper, what would you do uh, at the DNI if you discovered that an employee of yours had forwarded hundreds or even thousands of emails to a non-government individual, their spouse, on a non-government computer? Well, 
you know, I'm not an pro investigatory or prosecutorial element, but uh, if I were aware of it, I would certainly uh, make known to the appropriate officials that that was going on. Would that strike you as anything ordinary? Uh, hopefully not. What, what concerns would that raise for you? Well, it, it raises all kinds of pot uh, potential security concerns. <laughs> you get the sense that Senator Cruz is toying with DNI Clapper. Now, DNI Clapper knows precisely who Senator Cruz is talking about, about Hillary Clinton. You know, it was alleged in this Washington Post piece, a piece that was put out on, um, on Tuesday, Monday night into Tuesday, that, that this special code word that was used by uh, Donald Trump was actually, it rose to the level of special access compartmentalized intelligence, the highest level of, of classification, special access programs. Hillary Clinton was confirmed to have been trafficking in this information on her unsecured server. It's also confirmed that her server was hacked by foreign actors, adversaries to the United States, and some allies, too, to the United States. So what Donald Trump was alleged to have done, Hillary Clinton did. And Hillary Clinton wasn't president of the United States. She was secretary of state. She had no authorization. At least Trump has the ability and the legal right to share this information. Hillary Clinton did not. Again, depending on, on the, uh, the content uh, uh, of the email, what the intent was, there's a whole bunch of variables here that would have to be uh, considered. But, you know, potentially, and again, this is a hypothetical uh, uh, scenario, it could be uh, quite concerning. Uh, it, it, it wasn't hypothetical. It actually happened. And James Clapper, they're pretending in an open Senate hearing. Uh, everybody was talking about Anderson Cooper's eye roll. That was an eye roll moment. It wasn't hypothetical. It was Hillary Clinton. Now, disgraced leaker uh, DNI Clapper, former DNI Clapper. We play this soundbite in the first hour. He has the gall to accuse the Trump administration or Donald Trump himself of undermining confidence in our institutions. I think in many ways our institutions are under assault, both externally, and that's, that's the big news here is the Russian interference in our election system. And I think as well our institutions are under assault internally. Internally from the president? Exactly. Now, you all remember when President Obama occupied the Oval Office. There was a poll, there was a lot of polling put out about faith in America's institutions. They were at all-time lows during the Obama administration. And there's a re good reason why. Many people didn't trust government under Barack Obama. For, for one, the rules that government was imposing on the rest of us, was har they were harming us, number one. Number two, those same rules, see Obamacare, didn't apply to those elected leaders in Congress. And many Americans took it personally, as they should. So I would submit to you, as I laid out last hour, the real culprit in destroying faith in America's institutions, not Donald Trump in his three years in office, or three months in office, I should say, but it was Barack Obama's eight years in office that did this. 
I've got more. The other side of the break, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. It's your Radio Republic. Be heard. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. to be confused with those loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. It's Chris Salcedo. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Welcome to the show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, folks, we are, we are discussing uh, and intermingling current events in with the broader discussion today on the Chris Salcedo Show, which is this. Who is responsible, really, for undermining faith in America's institutions? I would lay you odds that the proof is on my side that it is the the American left who has worked very hard in eroding uh, the trust the American people have in our institutions of government because of how the last administration conducted itself. For example, Senator Rand Paul had revealed that Team Obama may have inappropriately surveilled him and one other senator. We don't know who that senator is, but... It is being alleged by some that Mr. Obama was trying to use the intelligence agencies of the United States to surveil opposing political opponents of Hillary Clinton. I've gotten two reporters that came up who says they have multiple sources. Some of this has been published already saying that uh, that the Obama administration was looking at my private information. And there are rumors of other people who ran for president as well. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. I've asked the White House to look at the logs of all the previous Obama administration people to see if they were searching my name or unmasking me in any way. I know of one other senator who's already confided to me that he was surveilled by the Obama administration including his phone calls and the propriety of those bits of surveillance are being called into question but james comey the former director of the federal bureau of investigation didn't seem at all interested in finding out about those cases of possibly inappropriate unmasking or inappropriate surveillance we know that team obama had a history of this stuff we We laid out in the first hour all of the instances in which Barack Obama had violated the Constitution and violated the rule of law. The one that stood out to me was the Internal Revenue Service, the weaponizing of the Internal Revenue Service. That is illegal and indicative of what Team Obama had done. Team Obama weaponized government against we the people instead of keeping our government focused on where it was supposed to be focused on, our enemies and adversaries. So when DNI, former DNI Clapper alleges that it's Donald Trump who is eroding these confidences in in our institutions, I think you've got to lay the blame squarely where it belongs, at the feet of the prior administration. And it seems the administration 
that is dedicated to restoring that faith is being constantly attacked, consistently attacked, not only from the basket of biased press, but also from those Obama holdovers, deep state, swamp, whatever. And just in case you're tempted to believe this is all in the Democrat ranks, I'd say the majority of it is. But as we saw with Bob Corker earlier this week, coming out and saying that the White House is unraveling, there, there is an innate power structure in Washington, D.C. that is threatened by Donald Trump and his presidency. And, that, and this is how they fight back. Delegitimize him. Make him cancerous to the American people. And given enough time and enough persistence, it will work. We, we saw this happen with George W. Bush. After 9-11, his support was through the roof. The country was, was, was solidly behind him, but it was a steady diet of six years of nothing but Bush bashing by the press, Bush bashing, bashing by the Democrats. And by the time he was out of office, his approval rating was in the toilet. And there was an aiding, and I don't think it's as definitive or verifiable right now that there, was, there were deep state operatives in the Bush administration. I think that... Uh, the the opposition to Bush wasn't as vehement as it is to Trump because Trump is not only a Republican, Trump is an outsider to Washington. He's a double whammy as far as these people are concerned. So the the push to to rid the country, well, no, I'm sorry, to rid Washington of Trump is real. Washington could care less about the rest of the country. The rest of the country cares about the country and they want... At this point, the majority of folks want Trump to stay in. This will take its toll, folks. Uh, this, this constant drumbeat from the basket of biased press, the majority of Democrats, and Republicans who can't seem to contain themselves. When given an opportunity, they can't wait to distance themselves and to throw Trump under the bus. And Bob Corker is just the, the latest example of this. 888 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. That is the way to contact the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on social media, feel free to do that as well. Go to the Facebook page, the Chris Salcedo Show, and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Uh, Newt Gingrich was visiting with uh, Fox Business Network and had a conversation with Maria Bartiromo about these revelations that were that were laid out by by Rand Paul that he may have been surveilled that another senator he knows said he was surveilled and other presidential candidates believed they were improperly surveilled by the Obama administration and Maria Bartiromo was a little indignant look you had an enormous breakdown in the rule of law you had it with the Clinton Foundation, you had it with Hillary Clinton, you had it with Barack Obama, uh, you had it with his staff. I mean, when you send the National Security Advisor out to lie on six different television shows about Benghazi the Sunday after an American ambassador is killed, and she knows she's lying. 
Uh, you, you can tell that there's a collapse of any kind of honesty and any kind of measure of enforcing uh, basic sound principles. I'm not at all surprised that the, that the Obama administration uh, was prepared to flout the rules. And look, uh, their, their core model was a radicalism, going back to Saul Alinsky, in which middle class rules and middle class laws don't count. And that, that is the legacy. See, exactly what Newt is saying right there. That was the legacy of Barack Obama. This constitution, constitution, he, he couldn't care less about limits on his authority. Democrats look at the constitution and they say, how do we get around it? Because Democrats recognize the constitution was made to limit them. And these institutions, the constitution founded were designed to limit government's power and authority over the people. Period. End of sentence. And Democrats say, well, that's that hinders us from doing what we want to do. Well, yes, it does. And it does so on purpose. So DNI Clapper, former I got to keep on saying former DNI Clapper, former DNI Clapper getting out there and alleging that Trump is the sponsor of the lack of trust and lack of faith uh, in our institutions by the American people. I don't think passes the smell test. You would have to ignore. And I think, well, Former DNI Clapper is great at ignoring stuff, stuff that is really a threat to the United States of America. But you would you would have to ignore and you would have to be a complete nincompoop and boob to look at what happened in the last eight years and say that it had no bearing at all on how on how this country regards its government. And I would say there's plenty of room and there's plenty of evidence that extremist left-wing rule sponsored by resident Barack Obama and his acolytes were primarily responsible for this loss in faith in American institutions. Uh, we'll continue coming up next. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. You're in the blaze. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, and I think yeah, we ought to take seriously what their intellectual pedigree is. Uh, I do believe we need a serious investigation. I do believe this administration ought to be more aggressive in going after these things and more aggressive in going after leaks. But the truth is, you now have a news media that's totally out of control uh, and that thinks it's more important than the president of the United States. It's more important than the Constitution. That's Newt Gingrich on Fox Business Network with Maria Bartiromo. And, it, and he's basically saying all of these leaks, and this was before the revelations. And I, see, they got me doing it now. They weren't revelations. We don't know. They're not proven in the New York Times and the Washington Post about this alleged secret that was let out of the bag by, by Donald Trump to the Russians. And, the, man, the speculation and the innuendo is just off the charts. And as I said in uh, a previous segment, that the only thing that we know for sure, the only law that we know for sure that was broken were the individuals who leaked this information to the Washington Post and the New York Times. Now, they cite, 
and I think I, I kind of laughed about this when I put it up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. It was the same individuals, uh, former and current administration officials. Now remember, when they say current, it could be Obama holdovers. It could be it could be resident Obama holdovers who were part technically part of this administration divulging all of this information to the press. And again, harming national security. And then here comes H.R. McMaster. Well, not H.R. McMaster, I'm sorry. A, D, a former DNI clapper. Former DNI clapper says, well, it's, uh, uh, it's Trump uh, undermining confidence in our institutions. No. It's these, these left-wingers, these liberals committed to undermining Trump that are undermining the confidence of the American people in our system of government. Uh, Newt Gingrich continued. Uh, it's more important than the rule of law. And at some point, there's going to be a collision over that. And I actually applauded what the president said the last few days. I think it might be very healthy for the uh, White House press corps to suddenly not have a space, to suddenly not have the daily opportunity to taunt uh, the repo- whoever the spokesperson is. You know, let him go over to Starbucks and drink coffee and speculate on what's happening in the White House. But th- the game that we now have going on is really sick. Yeah, it is. And you know what he's talking about was Donald Trump putting out that tweet that basically said, well, maybe uh, in the interest of accuracy, I should just take the press's questions and then have my staff fill out the answers to those questions and return them. No open press briefing. And you know why the, you know why the, the basket of biased press gets all up in arms about this. They have no video. <gasps> they have no, they have, they have no way to get these gotcha questions in there spontaneously they would have to put their questions in writing and get complete answers and no possibility for a follow-up or they could they could follow up with an email saying here's here's my follow-up question and then just patiently wait for the white house to get this this is this is trump striking back at this idea that was floated by the press that that there's contradictory statements and that Trump doesn't run it by his staff every single time he he makes an utterance or puts out a tweet. Now, there there is a bit of a problem with that because it creates messaging problems and it creates an administration that's stepping on its own feet. I, I really do think there ought to be some discipline inside of the Trump White House, especially given that there is not going to be any quarter given by the basket of biased press. The minute you step out of line, they are going to be all over you. And that's, and given that, I think that Donald Trump really ought to take a really hard look at how he's conducting himself, how he's conducting his administration. The fly by the seat of your pants, uh, shooting from the hip way of going about things, it, it served you well in the campaign. But now that you have all of these forces arrayed against you and make no mistake these are forces arrayed against you as donald trump not just the president of the united states but as donald trump and i'm talking about the establishment republicans teaming up with the vast majority of democrats teaming up with the vast majority of democrats in the basket of biased press which is the majority of the basket of biased press they're all against you so you you've got to be crisp you've got to be on the ball now three months of this i would lay out and uh, to you and ask you to consider would not be enough 
to erode the American people's confidence in our institutions. As a matter of fact, from this American's perspective anyway, faith in our institutions has been somewhat restored by cabinet appointments. Uh, The EPA, for example, the Energy Department, for example, the Education Department, for example. I'm starting to get, I I feel confidence once again that grownups are in charge, that non-leftists are in charge, that pro-American folks are in charge. It's going to be hard to turn everything around. Don't get me wrong on this. It's going to be hard to turn this this massive ship of state which has gone down this left-wing rabbit hole for the last eight years. It's going to be hard to turn it around and get it out. But I feel better about it. But there is still that deep state slash swamp slash Obama holdovers to worry about, and they continue to plague this administration. Uh, Newt continued to talk with Fox Business Network's Maria Bartiromo as to why Americans are losing faith in our institutions. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if that's one of the reasons the president fired Jim Comey, because here we are constantly hearing about this charade of an investigation of a potential collusion between Trump and the Russians with no evidence whatsoever, and yet where's the investigation of the unmasking? Where's the investigation of of the passing of of classified information to the media? Boom, right there. Maria Maria nails it. Basically saying uh, all of these allegations these fishing expeditions to find something to pin on Trump when there is actual evidence of wrongdoing, actual evidence of lawbreaking. We saw it this week with these revel. Don't not can't call them revelations. These allegations laid out by unnamed sources in the Washington post and the New York times. These and, and all of our resources, all of the oxygen in the room dedicated to 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 find getting the bottom of these allegations when really what we should be look what the top story should be is the the leaking. The felonies that we know are being committed rather than trying to uncover something that may have been untoward or even felonious, even though even if these allegations are true about what Donald Trump allegedly did, letting the cat out of the bag on some piece of intelligence. It's his right to do. There's nothing illegal about it. There's no, now, unwise, maybe an unforced error, maybe a slip up. Sure, I think you can call it that and be fair about it if it happened. But at the same time, we do know 100% certainty that the leaks are against the law, that the leaks are felonies, and nobody in the basket of bias, with the exception of, I think, I think John Roberts, earlier this week of Fox News, he did ask the question, hey, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what are you doing to track down the leakers? And I think he did so much to the consternation of the rest of the basket of bias, because the, the, the basket of bias is, hey, those leakers, those are good guys, need to have more of those guys inside of government leaking on Trump because it hurts Trump. That's all they're after. And that's why the leakers remain 
a minor part of the story. Is it happening? Well, that's right. No, I, but remember, 95% of all donations by federal employees went to Hillary Clinton. 97% of all donations at the Justice Department went to Hillary Clinton. And 99% of all the donations at the State Department went to Hillary Clinton. Wow. So what do you think the culture's like? Uh, this is not a neutral culture. It's not an obey the president culture. This is an anti-Trump culture of people uh, who will do everything they can to undermine and weaken the elected legal president of the United States. Right. Because of who he is, not because he's the president of the United States. It's because who he is and because he's not a Democrat. So why do we go through this this exercise on the show today? Because I think, well, I can see the broad agenda out there from the basket of bias press who may be colluding with the Democrats. I mean, they have a history of colluding with Hillary. So there may be these strategy meetings going on at the DNC with uh, editorial folks at the various press outlets or there may not be they they really don't need to sit down and coordinate these things they take their cues from from their leadership and it, it from the very beginning this whole resist movement that's that's all the american left is about if it hurts trump it leads if it props up democrats it leads if it hurts the country well, you know what? We're not we're not going to focus on it unless those other two criteria are met. If it hurts Trump and it prompts up Democrats, but if it hurts the country and undermines left wingers, if it hurts the country and undermines the press, if it hurts the country and undermines those people who are taking to the streets and vandalizing uh, in the name of diversity, then we're just going to ignore it. If it hurts the country with the leaking of classified information. We in the press and we Democrats and we liberals, we don't care. We'll be back in a minute. Put a wrap on the Chris Salcedo show right here on The Blaze. Dismantling liberal one issue at a time. This is the Chris Salcedo show. The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show, your radio republic. Unlike your current federal government, your views are heard, listened to, and addressed right here on this program. 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. In the time we have left, uh, I wanted to get to a story I didn't have a chance to get to uh, earlier in the week. And it was the story that came out of North Carolina. It kind of dovetails into what we've been talking about today. Loss in faith in our institutions. How many of you in the sound of my voice are a little ticked off that efforts to solidify and restore credibility into our voting system are met with constant opposition from the American left and seeming these efforts to maintain Democrats ability to cheat at the ballot box. These efforts are upheld in the courts. Now, one, you may have felt this exasperation with this story that came down late on Monday. As the Supreme Court, uh, well, it was reported this way, that it was the Supreme Court that struck down North Carolina's voter ID law. It wasn't exactly what happened. Uh, Let me read from 
Josh Gerstein in the Politico. The Supreme Court is leaving in place a ruling that struck down North Carolina's voter identification law as unconstitutional because it was intended to suppress the votes of African-Americans. Now, the Supreme Court didn't rule that. That was ruled on by the lower court. The Supreme Court just declined to hear the case. So it, because the Supreme Court declined to hear the case, that leaves the lower court ruling in place. Chief Justice John Roberts issued an unusual statement on Monday saying, that, and this is key, this is what didn't get reported but in the vast majority of the basket of biased press. Chief Justice John Roberts issued an unusual statement on Monday saying, the high court's decision not to wade into the case should not be taken as an indication of the justice's views on this broader issue at stake, he suggested. The court's decision was due to confusion over the newly elected Democrat governor and attorney general's efforts to have the state back out of the litigation and accept the Fourth Circuit's decision last year, voiding the controversial measure. Okay, so long story short, the new Democrat who leads the state of North Carolina was trying to, to basically say, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we, we're not standing out for this law. We, we just want to take away from it. Uh, we, 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 we don't want to support it anymore. So can we just can we just pretend that we never stood up for the law that we passed? <laughs> and so Chief Justice John Roberts is saying, look, we're we're not weighing in on this. There's, there's just so much confusion. The state of North Carolina just can't get its act together. So we, we don't want to touch it. We don't want to weigh in on this because of the political aspect of the power struggle that's going on right now in North Carolina. So I think it, it bears pointing out that. Americans attempt and cer certain states attempt to shore up the, the, the voter rolls, to shore up the integrity of the voting system. That was not rejected by the United States Supreme Court. It was just all of the consternation surrounding what was going on with this particular case that rubbed them the wrong way. And another quick story before we leave. Seth Rich, remember that name? Seth Rich was the Bernie Sanders supporter who worked at the DNC and was murdered. And it turns out after a, a pretty thorough investigation by police that Seth Rich actually shared thousands of Democrat emails with WikiLeaks. Remember, he was a Bernie supporter. And remember what was going on at the DNC? They were anti-Bernie. They didn't want the socialists to define the Democrats. And many liberals to this day, when, and they'll find vindication in this story. They believe that Seth Rich was, was murdered because of what he knew and what he had done to the Democrats. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the Chris Salcedo Show. Remember, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Got a guest host tomorrow. See you back here Monday, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. 900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.